Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium as we get set for game two of our doubleheader from for the uh, Midwest Conference battle between the Monmouth College Fighting Scots and the Knox College Prairie Fire women's basketball. Both teams have new head coaches in the program this season. First-year head coach Michelle Deku and also first-year head coach Seth McDowell with the Knox College Prairie Fire women. Looking at the preseason poll, Knox was picked fifth. That's exactly where they're sitting right now, but just a half game out of third place and only just a full game out of second place in conference play. The Scots were picked seventh in the uh, preseason coaches poll, but uh, so far have yet to pick up their first Midwest Conference win, 0-10 in conference play and 2-17 and overall. Knox, again, 5-4 and in conference play and 13-5 and overall. Both teams coming off uh, losses. Knox had their two-game winning streak snap with a loss at Grinnell. The Scots are coming off a loss at home here versus Lake Four, seventy-six to fifty-eight. Uh, the Prairie Fire women lose to Grinnell in a high-scoring out, high-scoring ball game, ninety-seven to uh, ninety-one. So uh, I got a chance to talk to head coach Michelle Deku before the ball game. We'll come back in thirty seconds with my pregame coach's interview with Michelle Deku. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium as we get set for uh, game number two here. Again, your, your pregame coach's interview brought to you by Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. If you're ready to buy or sell your home, list it and get it sold with Mammoth Farm and Home Realty. Call them at 734-6600 as we finish up our Kellogg Printing pregame show. Kellogg Printing Company Incorporated has been on the public square in Mammoth since 1924. Kellogg Printing is a full-service commercial printer serving local and nationwide clients. Setting the stage here for game two. Both coaches brand new to the programs. Michelle Deku in her first season with the Scots and Seth McDowell in his first season with the uh, Knox College Prairie Fire. Got a battle of brand new coaches here, Nathan. Yeah, brand new. First year for uh, for both of them for uh, for Coach Deku. Looking for that first win here in, uh, in Glenny and uh, in, in the first conference win as well. And it would be a great time to get it against uh, a Knox team that's, uh, that's fighting for a playoff spot. That would be sure. And yeah, they come close a couple of times. Had a, a two point loss against Lawrence. Uh, had a uh, here and had a, a good comeback against Grinnell until they made free throws late. That ended up being an eight point game. Um, played well in a couple of the road games too, and just haven't been able to pull one out yet. Uh, talking to coach, I've had a couple chances actually to talk to to coach Deku. Uh, Going to do a fantastic job, young in her coaching career, trying to get uh, trying to get her feet planted in the recruiting process, which is. As we all know, pretty big at the collegiate level. Yep, first time uh, head coach at the varsity level was the junior varsity head coach at, at Hastings, where she was the varsity uh, assistant uh, out there at NAIA, but a three-time uh, Division Three All-American at the University of Texas. So she knows what it takes. She's going to do a great job here uh, once she she gets the you know her people and in, in, in into her system, and uh, you know going to going to take some lumps obviously this year, but I, I think we're going to get a lot of. Uh, uh, you know, positive things coming uh, out of the future with this crew. And, you, you know, you look at this roster, you've got Jaden Mitchell, who is a fifth-year senior. You have no actual seniors. Uh, you have one junior in Delady Scheidenholm, who also plays volleyball here in Monmouth. There's one freshman in Daniel Beach who uh, also plays soccer here, so she didn't join the basketball team until the first week of November, um, you know, and has worked her way into more playing time. But she was uh, an all-conference selection in soccer this year, and, and, and among our leading scorers and, and point tallyers in soccer. So, um, you know, wasn't able to get into a practice till the, the soccer season ended. And then you've got a whole host of sophomores. And uh, you know, some of them played uh, significant minutes last year when you're looking at, uh, you know, Ashley Jones was a part-time starter uh, last year for sure. 
Ella Goodrich, Kirsten Cox, Ali Hoy, uh, Avery Rangel got, got some, some solid minutes. Um, but Kinley Stearns, who's the point guard, missed all of last year with an ACL injury that happened in the second day of practice. We've been without Kirsten Cox for quite a bit of time. She got a concussion at the end of December and, and has not been back into action since then. Olivia Dingus got hurt in that same weekend up in Milwaukee is our starting center uh, in his return, but it only plays a couple of minutes a game uh, with, with, with her injury. So, uh, you know, it's kind of been a lot of things compounded into, into, into one this season for, for Monmouth. Yeah. Your coach, Deku, it's your first, first, you know, real head coaching experience at the injury level. And if anything could go wrong, has gone wrong. Yeah. You know, and you, and you look at the last, uh, you know, the last regime we had here with coach Megan Jones, it was her first time as a head coach, but she came in and had Josie Morgan conference player of the year. Uh, Caitlin Osmolski, Teray Warner, Zoe Wall, uh, and Lily Harlett, who all had experience off a team that had gone to the NCAA tournament. So she came in with, and, and Jordan Kinsey as well, so she came in with four seniors and a conference player of the year. A little bit different than the way uh, Coach Deku has come in this year. And uh, get some help on the bench from from folks, uh, from uh, head coach, or excuse me, assistant coach Jim Cole, uh, very well known in our area, was a longtime coach of the Mama Roosevelt Titans varsity girls basketball program. Got, he's got his feet dug into the area, too, so it's a good man to have on our side. Absolutely, and, uh, yeah, get down there to some of those Illinois State games and, uh, uh, you know, get the support down there. They're playing well um, as, as well on their end, but, yeah, definitely definitely get that uh, that experience from Coach Cole, uh, get his knowledge of the area. That's obviously something that helped Coach Jones and is now helping uh, Coach Dick, too, as well. I know I know Jim's son, uh, Drew Cole, he's probably best friends with my oldest son, so I see Drew quite a little bit yep. during, during the school year, and I was like, hey, Throw some of those players yeah, in here yeah, yeah. the college way. Yeah. Get, get us some of the uh, the Go Redbirds uh, <laughs> recruits, right? <laughs> All right, let's get to your starting lineups here. First for the uh, visitors to Penny Gymnasium, Knox College Prairie Fire, Loria Rocha. She's a senior from Tucson, Arizona. Serena Dacio, a five foot six senior from San Diego, California. Kylie Callahan, a 5'8 sophomore, also from the Tucson, Arizona area. Nia Daniels from Chicago, Illinois. She's a five foot eight, fifth year player. Bria Medina, leading scorer in the Midwest Conference, actually in conference games anyway, at 18 points a game. She is from also Tucson, Arizona. Boy, they're hitting up that South Point and, camp. And I believe they're all related. One, like obviously the Callahan sisters, but then I think I think I don't remember which one uh, they Coach Cole told me, but one of the others is a cousin of, oh, the, wow. of the Callahan. So. Uh, one family got them three players, right? Sure. Yeah, and, and pretty darn good ones yep. as well. Well, the Scots will start Kinley Stern. She's from Knoxville, Illinois. Ashley Jones from Abigail Avon uh, High School. Jaden Mitchell from Flanagan Cornell, Flanagan, Illinois. Daniel Beach from Geneseo. And Ella Goodrich from Fieldcraft. As we are underway here, driving down, and there's that Bria Medina. Again, the leading scorer in the conference with our first points in the ballgame. Uh, but the, uh, the Scots, I didn't see, they turn over and miss a shot. Turned it over twice in a row now. And turning over at midcourt. Are the Scots missing the shot for the Prairie Fire, but hitting the offensive rebound, which they do very well. I think tops in the conference offensive rebounding-wise. And now stripped in the backcourt are the Scots. They'll get another shot at it. This time missing, and the Scots clear the rebound and a foul in the backcourt. Not a not an ideal start here for the Scots. For yeah, the kind of uh, scattered a little bit, trying to get through uh, the ball and get it across uh, midcourt. And that's one of the things they know Knox is going to do. They're going to pick you up full court. They're going to pressure against you. Uh, you know, we, we saw this uh, out of a couple of other teams this year. Illinois College was one of them. Grinnell did it for a while, and uh, this time Kinley Stearns does a good job getting it across the timeline. 
top-scoring offense in the conference with the Knox College driver. Nice take to the rim by Ella Goodrich. She'll get to the free throw line to complete the three-point play. For Monmouth lately, it's been uh, a good quarter, kind of followed by a bad quarter. Last game against Lake Forest, it was a 17-5 start. Monmouth was off to a great start, and then Lake Forest closed the quarter with a couple buckets, and then they led at halftime and then uh, scored 32 points in the third quarter. Um, you know, So for Monmouth, it's one of those things when they get the momentum, they got to find a way to keep hitting that gas pedal and uh, and keep the momentum on their side. Well, that screams to me young ball club yep. right there, <laughs> which is what they are. A lot of sophomores. And turning it over is a prairie fire. As Goodrich completed the three-point plays, has got lead. Three to two, and another foul in the backcourt. That's going to be on Medina. That's going to be the second team foul. Or it's going to be third team foul in this one. Yeah, third, some third team okay. foul. They, uh, I got one on Rocha. I got one on Medina. Must have missed one in there early. So it's three to two, Monmouth. Callahan, K. Callahan, Callahan, 31. That's the first foul. And uh, different rules to the men's game. You get five team fouls per quarter. Fouls reset. Nice. Oh, what a take. Kinley third. The Knoxville Blue Bowl that gets the bucket to go as he'll get to the free throw line. Another three-point play opportunity for the Scots. S3, Medina, second personal foul. The leading scorer in conference play in the Midwest Conference. Of course, leading scorer. Oh, well, just under Kylie Callahan as far as overall for the Prairie Fire. Stearns has been playing the last couple of games without the knee brace. She hits the free throw there. Great to see. She, uh, she tore ACL in the, the second day of practice last year as a freshman and then uh, was in the knee brace, played in it this year, and now it's been a handful of games without it, and, and it looks like she's moving a little bit better. It knocks just a little floater here. Serena Dacio with a little baseline runner. Gives the, uh, gets the Prairie Fire within 2 six, four, and I say it all the time. I've never been athletic enough to get hurt that bad in my <laughs> life, so I don't know what the rehab is like, but I'm, I've heard it's not very fun, for sure. I'm sure it's not. <laughs> Backing her way down is Ella Goodrich. Spin, kicks it back out. Three-pointer on the way from Jones. In and out, no good. Rebounded by the Prairie Fire. One and done for the Scots on that trip. Quickly up the floor and throwing it away. Another turnover here for the Prairie Fire. That was uh, Nia Daniels with the turnover. Been a very streaky three-point shooting team, too. A couple of home games ago against Grinnell, made 13, uh, which is a season high. And the school record from a single game, which happened here last year against Lake Forest, is 15. So hit 13 in the game this year against uh, uh, the Pioneers, but then uh, came back last time out against Lake Forest and missed a bunch in a row. Hit, hit a couple early, and that was part of the 17-5 lead, but then uh, couldn't get one to go uh, late in the game. In, until the last couple of minutes, and by that time, Lake Forest had a uh, you know a comfortable lead. Looking at the uh, conference ranks, that's actually the highest that the Scots do rank in the conference is three pointers yep. per game. So right now, having trouble getting it over the uh, getting it inbounded in the backcourt. The, the thing out of is, you look at it, we, we've, we've attempted forty more than Knox, and they've made six more than we have, and that's where the <clears throat> the percentage gets you at twenty nine percent shooting from deep. But that's part of the streakiness, too. Sure, sure, sure. They finally get into the front court. The basketball is Jaden Mitchell. Flashing through the paint. Shot up and good. Strong move. Strong move in the paint for the freshman. All-conference soccer performer this year. 8-4 Scots. Little backwards layup missed by the Prairie Fires' Kyle Callahan. Now they trap in the backcourt off of the rebound. And might have to call a timeout, but they oh, do no, get it into the front court. Ten seconds. Couldn't quite get the. Wait, uh, that, I don't know how oh. that's ten seconds. You look at the shot clock. It's eight. 
Yes. You go by the shot clock, that's eight seconds. That's exactly what Coach Deku is pointing at. Yeah, she just, the, the, the referee just said, my bad. Yeah, that's a, and they did get it across midcourt. So they'll give it to her. But she said, uh, yep, she patted, she patted herself and said, my bad. You look right at that shot clock, though. It's at 22. You could see 21, but that's an awful quick 10 seconds if it's only eight off the clock. They do get it inbounds. Back to Jones. At the free throw line, loses the handle, but regains it. Three-pointer on the way from Ella Goodman. Still takes the three. Back to the top of the key is Goodrich. Takes it down the left side oh, of the lane. Block. Block. Here comes the Curry fire on the run out. Behind the back dribble and a push off. Yeah, yeah, good call. Good call. Nia Daniels reached out with that forearm and pushed off the defender. Pleading her case with the official. Uh, we all saw it. I don't have the greatest division, but I didn't happen to catch that one. <laughs> 6.51 to go first quarter. 8-4 again. For you uh, folks tuning in, not quite familiar with college women's basketball. It is quarters instead of halves. And we have a mix-up at the scores table. Now we'll get another inbound. What's Blazing doing over there? <laughs> What's going on? I, I tell you what. Uh, baseball coach Alan Baturian looks really good with those strike songs yeah. over there sitting at the uh, He's going to join at halftime so you can tell them. There you go. 6.40 to go here first quarter. Scott's basketball. They're so far doubling up the Prairie Fire. 8-4. They hit the post. That is Beach. Spins. Shot up and good. No, they're going to say a travel call on Beach. Shuffled her feet before she got the ball to the rim. Again, big game here for the Knox women. They are in a log jam anywhere from third place all the way down to fifth or sixth, I think. And the scouts just uh, trying to play spoiler, which I know through the last several years, it's kind of been reversed. And our women have been trying to play spoiler for the uh, scouts at times. Roles have reversed. That's... Well, and, and two years ago, we met Knox in the conference tournament semifinals up in Ripon. Monmouth got the win there and then lost in the final to uh, Ripon. Last year, Rippon and Knox shared the regular season title. Rippon, two free throws here for Nia Daniels. Uh, trying to figure out the sub. One referee told her not to go in. The other told her to go in. It's a two-shot foul. She had to wait oh, for she's getting the shooter. Yeah. Never mind. doesn't matter. She's oh. getting the shooter. In the ball game, getting up. Yeah, picking up that foul. Oh, no, they gave it to uh, Daniel Beach. I thought they had Finch up there to start with. I didn't see Finch on the floor. Last year, Rippon and Knox uh, tied for the conference title, and then uh, – Knox got the automatic bid, beating Rippon in the final up at Rippon. Rippon's unbeaten in conference play so far this year, so they're looking to host it yet again. They hosted it in 2020 when we uh, won, beating them in the final. Then they hosted one, obviously no tournament in 21. They hosted one in 22. They hosted Boston the final in 23, and they're looking to host it again. That means those seniors are going to have hosted the conference tournament every year they've been in school at Rippon. Wow. And they're right now 9-0. and Turning it over to Scott. Giving up is Jaden Mitchell. Here comes the Prairie Fire. Oh, great job of getting in the passing lane by Danielle Beach. That looked like a uh, surefire layup there for the Prairie Fire. Beach stops that. Driving in, going up the shot. Scoring is Kelly Stern. She's got five. Half of the Scots points. They lead 10 6. In the corner is Dacio. Gives it up. Now they swing it around the arc to the left wing. Long two on the way from Alvarez is no good. Saxon Alvarez in the lineup now for the Prairie Fire. Rebounded by the Scott. Rebounding's been an issue for the uh, Scots. Ninth in the conference in rebounding. And another drive by Kinley Stern. 
Seven points for Stearns. I've done, I've done many of Kimmy's games in the past at the high school level, and I know she can play some ball. She's playing with some confidence right now, getting that first step to get herself going, and then Jones threw it away. And up in a layup for the Prairie Fire, Kylie Callahan in the scoring column. It's 12-8, Mama College, exactly halfway through the first period, so we'll have our first media timeout at the next stoppage. Right wing is Jones. As yet, the score average is just under 10. Picks up her dribble at the free throw line. Now the end of the post down the beach. Spins. A little possession. Scoring. Another three-point play opportunity for the scouts. will be their third here in the first half of the first quarter. Beautiful move by... That should be our immediate timeout. It is. And we will. Both teams head to their respective benches. We'll have a free throw when we come back. 14-8. Scott's leading the Prairie Fire. We'll be back in one minute. Both teams coming back on the floor following the first media timeout of the ballgame. 446 first quarter, 14 to 8. Scott's lead the Prairie Fire, trying to complete their third three-point, old-fashioned three-point play attempt here in this first quarter. Great job of the Scott getting to the rim against the, uh, the taller taller Prairie Fire. Beach will get take her 5'10 frame to the free throw line, though. She's no issue that was where they gave her the ball, then they took it away from her, and they gave it back to her, and uh, unfortunately Ruined the whole rhythm. Yeah. yeah, he missed the free throw. It's the first free throw missed by the Scots, two of three now, and now we'll have free throws on the Prairie Fire offensive end. Jaden Mitchell pick up the foul. Free throw line will go. Bria Medina. Elsewhere in conference fouls. today, Ripon beat Cornell on the men's side by 12. Those teams are just now starting on the women. Uh, Lake Forest men beat Lawrence 79-78. Those are the two teams at the bottom of the standings. They're about to start with the women's game. And then IC and Grinnell were later starts today. Uh, the men's game just began at 3 o'clock. That's first place versus second place at IC on the men's side. And it's uh, second place versus fourth place on the women's side. That IC and uh, uh, Grinnell game might be 150 to 150 the way they both like to play off. Of course, Grinnell running the system, and IC just likes to score. And IC's so. <laughs> defense has been awesome all year. When you look at the numbers that they've allowed, so it'll be interesting to see what they give up there. Driving the lane, no good by Jaden Mitchell, but the putback is good. We did get a sub at the break-in for us. Avery Rangel of out of Moline is on the court. And points to Kinley Stearns, who had a great first five minutes. Drive and kick by the Prairie Fire. Travel. And travel call backing into the defender, May Callahan. One of a couple of Callahans on the roster for Knox, Kylie and May. I think it was aforementioned Arizona, Tucson, Arizona yep. product. Kenley Stearns to the bench with seven points. Now Goodrich has five, Beach has four. Those are the three that have scored for Monmouth. Seven out of ten from the field to start here for the Fighting Scott. That's what, uh, what sure helps in bringing yourself a W to shoot the ball well, especially against a pretty solid defense in the Knox Prairie Fire. Tipped out of bounds by Knox in the backcourt, so the Scouts will inbound right in front of our broadcast location here. Inbounded to Avery Rangel in the ballgame. It's a screen. Now Jones will fade off the screen. They'll kind of clear out for Rangel. Takes it to the baseline. Bumped. And out of bounds. I heard the whistle before the ball actually went out of bounds. I thought they were calling the foul there. Rangel's hit some big shots for Monmouth the last couple of weeks. She had a, a four three-pointer game here against Grinnell in the game where Monmouth hit 13 threes. She also had a couple of threes in the uh, comeback attempt uh, against Lake Forest the last time out. So she's been 
shooting the ball well as of late here in conference play. Coach's kid is Avery. They've always got that little extra basketball like right. here, right? They, they should have. Left wing on the drive is Nia Daniels. Kicks it back out to the left wing to Arizmendi for the Prairie Fire. Now, good Scott defense here. Tipped away. And they're going to stay out of bounds. And does that reset the shot clock since they had possession or no? I think there's six up there. Yeah, I don't think they had enough possession for uh, a shot clock reset. She just tried to save it in bounds. And that was right in front of the student section, which is on this side of the court, mostly baseball and football players today. They did not agree with that call. No. Softball team sitting behind the bench. The swim meet just ended. Ooh, nice reverse way yeah, nice by Nia Daniels. Wow, that's a tough shot. Scott's made it tough on her. He's up making the shot to get Prairie Fire back within four, 16-12. Just over three minutes left here in the first quarter. Scott's need to keep this momentum going. In the ballgame is Allie Hoy. She'll drive baseline. Kicks to the top of the key. Also in the ballgame is Delaney Scheidenhelm. She sets the screen for Hoy. She gets in the lane. Nice turnaround there by Hoy. Can't get it to go. The rebound by the Prairie Fire, but a good move by Allie. Brings her whole five foot six into that painted area, and then a three-pointer. Big shot by Nia Daniels. Daniels averages uh, about 11 and a half. And a pretty good three-point shooter there, 33%. Her three ball makes it a one-point game. Left wing getting a screen. Now forcing it into the post. Loose on the floor. Beats battling with a couple of Perry Fire. Got a possession arrow is going to give it to Knox, so that's a turnover oh. for Monmouth. Coach Deku tried to, tried to squeeze a timeout in there, but not going to recognize it. It'll remain 16-15, but Prairie Fire basketball trying for their first lead. I don't think, thinking back, I don't think Knox has led in this they, one. They scored the first bucket. Okay, so yeah, two there nothing. you go, 2-0. Yep. Yep, yep. I knew it was 3-2 scouts, but I couldn't remember who scored first. So, Driving baseline in the ballgame is Leah Schoonover for Prairie Fire. Gives it up to Callahan. Kylie Callahan loses the handle on Still stolen away by the Scots. If they hurry, they got a four-on-three. And throwing it away are the Scots. Here comes Daniels on a... Oh, good hustle. Good hustle by Daniel Beach. That's, that's what Beach is going to do every time. She's never going to give up on the play. She should have some legs coming in off soccer, that's for sure. Yep. <laughs> she did not have to come in and get into shape. What she got? Basketball shape and soccer shapes a little bit different, but still, you got the uh, you definitely have definitely have the air. Sixteen fifteen, it will be Prairie Fire basketball. Looking at the fouls, five fouls on Knox, so Mammoth will shoot free throws. The last minute fifty eight, got to have a foul to give with just three. In the corner, Daniels taking the three, makes a shot by Daniels. Couple of three pointers during this first quarter, and Knox has taken the lead 18 16. Good pass ahead. And got it. Kind of lost a handle on it, did Rangel. And by the time she got it, she was under the hoop, loose on the floor following the missed shot. Another jump ball. This time we'll stay with Mammoth College. They'll get the possession, the alternating possession. A couple jump balls here. A junior high basketball game is broke out. <laughs> right, in, right in a row, too, like in the same two minute span. Scouts will try to tie things up here and maybe take the lead with a three ball. 18-16, they trail by two. Minute 35 left first quarter. Between the leg dribble by Rangel. 
Allison Hoy with her hands on the ball. Gives it up. Plenty of time on the shot clock. Drive cut off by Goodrich. Still plenty of time. Still 10. They get it in the paint. Two Goodrich. Shot and no good for Ella. Scott's get the offensive rebound and foul. Scheidenhelm did a good job to go to the corner and get that. And she got fouled. She'll go to the free throw line. at the line this year is 11 for 17, 65%. Came off the volleyball season for the Fighting Scots. Multi-sport athletes, even at the uh, collegiate level, especially at the Division Three level, that's, yep. that's kind of the, the lure for some for some athletes looking to play a couple of sports. Getting to do it at the Division Three level for sure. That's free throw by Scheidenhelm. She'll get a second, though. No one-on-ones in the... Collegiate women's game. Everything after the, including the 15 pound up, this is a boat. Had a chance to tie things up and said that Scott's will trail by two. Daniels, nobody picked her up all the way to the rim. As uh, Scheidenhelm, I think, kind of got caught thinking maybe somebody else was going to step up, and they did not. 10 0 run right now for Knox. Foul in the backcourt. Drive. Mitchell's the one you want at the line. She's 85% on the season. Twice in her career, she's made 20 free throws in a row. Once uh, two years ago and once this year. She started her college career at Eureka and now in her fifth year. Jaden's first free throw is good. No stopper there. She can get the scouts to within two if she makes both of these. Just a tick over a minute left. A buck one on the clock. Takes them both. Mitchell's first two points of the ball game. Come from the free throw line. Brings the scouts within two. 20 to 18. Mitchell will sit. Get herself a, a little break here with a minute left in the period, which a lot of coaches like to do. Catch that end of the period break, and then you get the full timeout between the periods. She should be good to go for quarter number two. The basketball, Saxon Alvarez. Now Daniels. Back to Alvarez, top of the key. Left wing. Hey, Callahan, is it up to Daniels? Cut off at the free throw line, has to give it up. Down to five on the shot clock. Tipped out by the Scots, but it will stay with Knox. But down to three on the shot clock. The defense here so far for the Scots. I know yeah, Hanson, Knox, Knox likes to play quick, and the, the uh, Scots have got them down to the end of the shot clock a couple times here. Yeah, hands have been all over the place, hitting those passing lanes, not making anything easy. And they let Daniels get all the way to the rim and did not release the layup in time. A shot clock violation against the Prairie Fire. Their coach was just was just screaming the countdown there, and uh, you know it's probably one of those ones that was about half a second too late and still on the fingertips as that hit zero. The inbounds came to Daniels as she looked clear at the opposite end at the Scotts end of the floor to see what the shot clock was, and by the time she got going north south or going going north there. Shot clock went off. Now with 20 seconds, tipped out of bounds by Knox. It will stay with the Scots. Shot clock says 18, 18.6 yeah. on the game Can't clock. Quite shut that shot clock <laughs> off yet. Inbound is two. Kinley Stearns. Again, seven points in this period for Stearns. Little crossover dribble gets to the paint and scores. Another layup. Yeah. Kinley Stearns. Nine, nine point quarter. 20 20 here. Down to five seconds left. Harris Mendy. Off to Dacio. Back to Daniels. Three-pointer at the buzzer is no good. Make Callahan too strong. Good quarter by the Scots. 20-20 at the end of the first 10 minutes of play here from Lenny Gymnasium. We'll be back in one minute. 
Welcome to College Women's Basketball. Welcome back to College Women's Basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Tied at 20 after the first 10 minutes between Monmouth and Knox. Had a little uh, a little reading between the, the uh, periods there. It's Officials Appreciation Week. It's, uh, it, we really, and I know it's probably people out there looking there, looking at their speakers going, what? Why is Sean Temple appreciating the officials? It's <laughs> my reputation. But honestly, folks, I mean, without them, we don't play sports. Travel. Yeah, that, that, that's the big thing, and, and, and you and I talked about it a little bit Monday off the air on our in our weekly uh, interview, or maybe it was a little bit even on the air, but you get to some of these now, and you see these high school football games that have to be played on Thursday or Saturday, and, you know, you, you see some of these referees that are calling two games in a day as we get to travel by Hoy, and then you say, well, why is the – Oh, they missed that call. Well, you know, that's their that's their third game of the day, and they've been working, you know, whatever it might be. And if we had more officials, uh, that wouldn't be the case. And, you know, sure wasn't the case back when you and I were, uh, you know, this stage and, and playing games. We'd see different officials all the time. Now it's like you see the same yes. the, the same handful, uh, you know, all over the place. And, you know, even at the Division One level, it's like how many times do you see, uh, you know, the same four, five, six guys in, in – you know, they might call a Missouri Valley game on Tuesday and a Big Ten game on Wednesday and then, you know, a Big East game at DePaul on Thursday. And it's like, wait, I've, I've seen these guys all week on different channels. And, that, and that's, that's why. This shot by Ashley Jones, but in transition, the Prairie Fire turned away back to Jones and tried again up and under. Oh, away. nice defense. Uh, the Prairie Fire on the run is Kylie Callahan. Layup is good for Callahan. A little 4-0 run here to start the period. That the was Great defense there by Rocha to take that away from Jones. Stearns tries to drop it off. It's going to be knocked out of bounds by the Prairie Fire looking for uh, what I think it's Ella Goodrich trying to get her little drop pass for a layup. Knocked out of bounds by the Prairie Fire. Yeah, back to the officials. It's a job. As much as I complain, it's a job I do not want to do. That's right. <laughs> and I, have, I honestly have appreciated officials way more as I've gotten more mature put it that way. And, I use, and I'm using air quotes when I say mature. Oh, nice defense. It looked like a wide open layup there for Kylie Callahan. And Stearns from behind picks her pocket. Good hustle there by Stearns. She could have just let her go. Instead, she caught her in transition. Jones will take a three and short. Boy, it was online. We had the perfect, perfect angle on that from our broadcast location. This is a little short for Ashley. Driving in is Daniels. Bumped by by Goodrich and loses a handle on him. He's gotten a little sloppy here. Stearns will take a three from the right wing. Again, a little bit long. Tried to save it by the Prairie Fire. She just let it go out of bounds. And instead ends up in the hands of the Scots and does another three and then bump from behind. Goodrich on the rebound. We got an injured knock. There's an injured knock player uh, already wearing a knee brace over there. And his his Walking big, very gingerly on that knee. That's a big piece of the puzzle there, especially 12 points in that first quarter for Daniels, and now going to have to sit. She was hustled down that rebound in the corner. I don't know why. I don't think anybody touched it. It was off the shot. And trying to track yeah, it down in the corner. I don't know if her knee buckled or, or what might be. They've sort of doesn't look comfortable over there. They brought their trainer with them today, and their athletic trainer's over there. Just talking to her there for a minute. As the uh, layup here uh, missed, and Stern saved it, but Knox grabbed it, and she stepped out of bounds. It's kind of all over the place right now, yeah. Sean, and neither team really is 
focused or composed here over the last minute or so. Yeah, and the defense has been, sometimes when it gets this ragged, it's just because the defenses are playing so well. I'm, I'm not quite sure that's the case here. Both teams are just playing a little ragged, I think. Defense got a little bit of something to do with it, but some questionable decisions for both ball clubs and some of that in transition. Little back cut to Jones. She's fouled on her shot attempt in the paint. She'll get a couple free throws. Nice back cut there by Jones and a good find by the Scott. I, I told you this a couple weeks ago, but I had never seen it before. And Ashley Jones made six free throws on one possession for Monmouth earlier this year without attempting a three-pointer as she was fouled. Uh, Lawrence was called for a technical. She made the first two. So Coach left her there to shoot the technical free throw. She made both of those. And then Monmouth got the ball. She was driving to the basket, got fouled again, and made both of those. And we, we went from down 10 to down 4 uh, in one possession with a six-pointer. Takes one out of Quit two. That uh, gets the scouts within three, 24-21. It cuts off the uh, four-point run there for the Prairie Fire. Fouled on her way to the basket is Priya Medina. She'll get a pair of free throws. I'm pretty sure that's going to be a shooting foul, and it is. Jade Mitchell get her second personal foul for the Scott. Free throw line, Medina. Boy, she's taking a lot of free throws. 90 out of 130. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Mammoth's lead is 56, right? I think I saw that comparison earlier uh, with, yep, Jaden Mitchell started the day at 56, now at 58, and yeah, she's made she's made 90 freshmen. 130 free throw attempts for Medina. Just a boat. That's uh, a that's says volumes on why she's the conference's leading scorer. Correct. At yeah. 18 points a game. You got to figure at least half of that comes from the free throw line just about every night. Inbounded in the backcourt to Mitchell. She's doubled now. One hand pass to Goodrich. Back to Mitchell. Into the front court are the Scots. 20 on the shot clock. Right wing is Jaden Mitchell. Feeds the post down to Goodrich. Spins around her defender. Throws it up. Little bump there. No call. Missed shot. Rebound to the Prairie Fire. 26-21. Knox with a five-point lead in the basketball. Scott fled much of that first quarter. Long two. Missed by the Prairie Fire and not boxing out. Jaden Mitchell. Shooter got right back to the basketball, luckily for the Scott. Missed the shot. They got fouled on there. I think it's Goodrich. Not shooting, but there's Mendy, I think. Is that going to be 15? We'll see what they put up on the board. I believe it was Arizmendi, Brianna Arizmendi. Oh, they're going to get that. That goes to Roca, right? Roca, yeah. Her second. So no foul on Arizmendi. Scouts will inbound here in the backcourt. Another man-to-man pressure here by Knox in the backcourt. No problem breaking the pressure of Stearns. Scouts, I think, have some opportunities to score off this press. Back iron three, no good. Rebounded by Feast. She's right there. Misses the point-blank shot. Back out to the free-throw line to Goodrich. Can't get it to go. Both of those spun around and everything but fall down. And then we get a held ball. Great extra effort by Goodrich. We'll keep it with Monmouth. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That was a point-blank layup that was just, just missed. And the scouts get the offensive rebound and can't take advantage. This is what I was talking about earlier, here. quarter by quarter. Mama shot 57% from the field in the first quarter, 0 for 8 now in the second. Spinning his beats. Layup is good. Nice spin there by Daniel Beats. 
four points for Danielle and just a good footwork move. And you got to cut off Medina before she gets that deep. She's fouled on the layup attempt. She'll get a couple free throws. She's pretty good. But it's got, the communication's got to be a little better there. I mean, you, if you get beat off the dribble, you got to yell help, something. And, and the worst part that you can't get beat off the dribble there is that is the third foul on Jaden Mitchell, who, uh, you know, the last handful of games is scoring in double digits at will, um, double digits eight times this season, 18 times in her career, three of the last four. She's now into the top 20 on three-pointers made in a Monmouth career, um, and now she's going to have to sit on the bench for at least the next 6.06 of this half and maybe the start of the third quarter with three fouls. I was just thinking, I looked up at the clock, there's still six minutes left yeah. in the second period. Yeah, we period. haven't hit the media timeout yet, and that's, that's foul number three, so that's a rough spot now for the fighting shot. Both free throws good by Medina. That's her fifth and sixth free throws of the ballgame already. He's going to check out. Into the ball game comes Saxon Alvarez. And the Scouts will inbound down five, 28-23. Playing catch in the backcourt is Stearns and Goodrich. Now they get us see, I think if they hurry, there you go. Ashley Jones misses the layup. And I think that the Scouts have opportunities to score here against this press, and they haven't till that that uh, till that trip. So maybe something will trigger there with the uh, Scouts guards and try to score off this press. Here is Beach again. Oh, what a block, but they got the body. It's good to see her back in the game because that's uh, who left with that knee injury earlier with, with oh, Daniels. Yeah, Daniels and, yeah. uh, got the block there. And she'll have her second foul. So Daniels with two, Medina with two, and also uh, Rocha with two for Knox. And we were talking about how Mitchell's going to be sitting for a while. You know, one of those, just one of those three players pick up the third foul. That's that's a big piece of the Knox puzzle out there. Beach misses the first free throw. Beach a 70% free throw shooter. Not a ton of attempts this year, but right now over two. And gets the shooter's roll in the second. And the scouts within four, 28-24. Medina is swinging around the left wing to Dacio. Back to Medina. Just a bunch of driving kicks here for the Prairie Fire. Long baseline jumper is missed, but offensive rebound comes down to Alvarez. Shot clock resets to 20 after the missed shot. Ooh, losing the handle on it, but Medina picks it up. She'll drive. Oh, is the shot. Ooh, late whistle. <laughs> and looking, I immediately look at, at the head coach Michelle Deku, and she's had her hands out like, man, that was a really late whistle. Probably a foul, but, you know, once you get the late whistle, then nobody agrees with it. That'll be foul number one on Avery Rangel, and we'll put Medina at the free throw line for two more free throws. This will be free throws seven and eight. And gets the first one to go. Bounces off the rim several times. I guess now there's a pretty good, uh, pretty good reason why she had 130 attempts coming in. <laughs> That's really tough attempts. Second free throw is good as well. Eight for eight from the free throw line is Medina. She's sitting at 12 points. Average is 17 and a half, so she's well on her way to her season average. And she'll sit with 5.08 to go. It's a, actually, it's, with the media timeout, that's a great great job by Coach McDowell to get her out for this eight seconds, and you'll get the media timeout break. Yeah, that's going to be the next dead ball now. Front court, Scott Rangel in the corner, Jones. Seeks the post to Goodrich. 
She's doubled, has to get rid of it. Tries to force it into Jones. Jones back out to Goodrich. Boy, hands everywhere for yep, Hurricane Yep, and then threw it away. That's going to be the timeout now. That will. That'll give us a... There it is. Media timeout with 4.41 to go. 30-24. to 24. Scott's Trail knocks here in the first half. We'll be back in one minute here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium. Take two of our doubleheader today from Monmouth College, Division Three basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Both teams back on the floor following our media timeout past the halfway point here in the second quarter. 30-24, to 24, Knox lead with the basketball. Drive and kick. To Callahan. Off the glass is good. Nice shot there by Kylie Callahan. Off balance. Uses the backboard. Give the, the Prairie Fire an eight-point lead. That's, that might be the biggest lead. Yep, it is. Their biggest one was six. And like you were saying during the pregame show, this second quarter has been kind of the Scots bugaboo, and so far it has been here. They've been really good in the first quarter. They've been great in the fourth quarter. It's been those middle two that, are, that have hurt. At different times throughout the year. Rangel, though, fired a hit. She's been hit three, and Rangel knocks that one down. Brings it back to a five-point game, and then they let Medina get all the way to the rim, missing the shot, and the rebound comes down by Jones. Dodge the bullet there, and will nearly throw it away, and they do. Very fire with the steal in the backcourt. Try to get Stearns on the run, and then a mix-up defensively leads to a layup by Serena Dacio. That's four points for Dacio. And it looked like the Scots might have had a run out there. Instead, it ends up in a Prairie Fire layup. So it's back to a, or at a seven-point lead, 34-27. And uh, Knox with a steal. Dacio picks it up at midcourt. She'll go in uncontested for the layup. Dacio with four points in the period. Six in the game. And, yeah, a good, good timeout here by head coach Michelle Decoux. Just gotten up to a nine-point lead, 3.09 to go. It's 30-second break. We'll take a quick 30 ourselves, nine-point lead for Knox with 3.09 to go second quarter. Back here at Glenny Gymnasium, both teams back on the floor following the Monmouth College timeout. A little bit of a run there by Knox, and I think head coach Michelle Decoux wants to get this press breaker straightened out here. I don't know if it's a different combination, because it's got that no issue there. Scheidenhoff came in right now, so we'll see if uh, there's a difference there. But this is where... Jaden Mitchell having three fouls also hurts because that's a ball handler you don't have on the floor right now. True. Very true. Good point. Good pickup. Scheidenhelm with it on the baseline. Kick it back out to Jones. She'll fake the three. Floater in the lane. No good. But Danielle Beach battling for the rebound. It's going to be a foul on the Prairie Fire. Good hustle again by Beach. We mentioned how that IC Grinnell men's game might be high scoring. It's almost halftime. It's 44-38 Grinnell. IC is 0 for 8 from three-point range. Wow. In that oh, game. Grinnell's and, uh, up 44 Yeah, 38. Grinnell's up 6 Grinnell's 7 and 22 from deep. Um, but, yeah, so far they're uh, they're getting the better of IC at this point. Kay Tehuki, who leads the, uh, the nation in scoring, has got 14 points in the first half. He's four for six from deep already today. A win by Grinnell ties things up at the top of the division. Dingus came in, Olivia Dingus, and she traveled with the basketball. Oh, we'll go to the Knox College Prairie Fire. Yeah, Tehuki was, was great here in the first half. At one point, he was six of nine from uh, three-point range in that game. He averages 27 per game. He scored 31 here, but after starting six of nine, he finished nine of 22. So 
Uh, Monmouth played much better defense in the second half of that game, and so far he's shooting it well against IC today. Ball three, no good by Daniels, and the Scots pull down the rebound. Dangerous. Dangerous pass there back underneath the basket, but the Scots got away with it. Jones will step back there, decides not to shoot the basketball. Stearns back to Jones' left wing. Now, left elbow extended shot by Scheichel is good. Nice stroke. Nice stroke there. Knocked it down. The long two. First bucket. First uh, first points, I guess, for Scheichel. Missed a couple free throws. Now a contested shot by Daniels is no good, but the offensive rebound by Knox. Pull up in the lane. Short again, and the Scots get the board. Ryan Gale pulls it down ahead to Jones. Under two minutes now, second quarter. 36-29, Knox, seven-point lead. Scott's will give and go. Ryan Gale. Ooh, another block by Daniels. That's at least her second today. Yep, it is her second. They've got two total as a team. Neither team shooting the threes well. Daniels has made both of Knox's. They're two for six. Mammoth is two for seven. Then it's 37. Actually, down one the for lane. seven. We got a whistle with a couple players down. It's going to be a prairie fire foul. That's going to be free throws. That's going to be the 15th foul on Knox. So, two shots for for uh, Olivia Dingus, who could just kind of got her feet tied up with the defender coming through. They're going to get. Very fire. That's Sarah Finley with the foul. Dingus played a few minutes here the other night against Lake Forest on the season. She's 16 of 22 at the line. Pretty solid. One of four Monmouth players to be 70% or better. And, of course, but we've of course, <laughs> not, shot, first not shot them well today. You're talking about a team that's uh, 67%, 68% on the year, and now 6 of 12 today. Kind of in the middle of the pack as shooting as a team in conference. Games. Started out really well and then slowed down a bit in conference play on uh, uh, the free throw percentage and the, the free throw opportunities. One out of two. Splitting a pair of free throws is Dingus. Gets the lead back to six. Missed shot. There's the backside rebound. Good follow right there. There, Finley. Right spot for the Prairie Fire. 38 38 point lead with a minute 10 to go. Now, a long pass picked off by Daniels. That's a tough cross-court pass to cover about 30 feet right there. Especially with the athletic Daniels waiting on the other side. Long three missed. Turns with the rebound. Looks behind her to make sure there wasn't anybody behind her because you just never know with the prairie fire. They pick up full court on misses and makes. Stearns gets a screen from Dingus and shuffled her feet. Tried to get into the wing. And a little mix-up there on communication-wise. Looks like Rangel is going to maybe run a back cut there. And not locking eyes with the passer Stearns. And it'll be Prairie Fire basketball. 48.6 here left in the second quarter, 38-30. Knox has led by what, nine? I don't think did they ever I don't think they got to a double digit. They didn't get the double digits. Full stutter step dribble by Medina. She's fouled on the way to the basket. She's gonna get two more free throws. She's had six free throw attempts in this quarter alone, eight for the ball game. Scheidenhelm picks up her first personal foul. Free throws are 7 for 13. Monmouth, they're 10 for 10. So let's see if we can put the uh, the broadcaster jinx on Knox uh, <laughs> being 10 and 10 at the line today. Medina, they shoot relatively the same percent as Monmouth on the year. 
Makes the first one. Yeah, I was going to say, there wasn't, there's not a huge discrepancy. They've made 40 more. They've attempted 58 more. But, yeah, they're 67%. Mama's 66.5. So, pretty close. Second free zone. They're 12 of 12 today. Athena stays perfect herself. She's 10 for 10. And it is a 10-point lead, 40 to 30 with 38 seconds left here. So, the uh, Scots, not enough time to go for a two-for-one, which I'm not big fan of anyway, but that's a whole other issue. Yeah, I mean, it's good if you can get a good shot, but you don't want to rush up a bad shot just to get one more possession. What good does that do you? But if you can get a good one, then, you know, take it with early in the shot clock, and Mama turns it over instead, and now they can hold. Yeah, shot clock is turned off with 20 seconds to go, and They'll get it and their the coach hand. went sprinting down the sidelines, got to the edge of his coach's box just to let him know, slow down, slow down, slow down. <laughs> he wanted that last shot. Kylie Callahan gets a screen from Finley, takes the shot, oh. and drills a two-pointer, long two-pointer there for Callahan. Gets a shot to throw one up. Yeah, didn't really recognize the uh, clock, and it'll be a 12-point lead for Knox, 42-30. to 30. We'll take a three-minute break. We'll get a chance to talk to baseball coach Alan Baturney and also our second interview with with uh, uh, Dwayne Monifer in our in our campus scene. All coming up here on the on the halftime show in three minutes. Back here at Glenview Gymnasium as we start the halftime show, sponsored by LNP Insurance Agency for your auto, home, commercial, life, and farm insurance needs. Contact Rachel Kunkel or Julie Martin at 734-2116. Your score at the half, 42 to 30, the Knox College Prairie Fire over the Monmouth College Fighting Scots. Uh, the game was tied in the first quarter of 2020. And Knox got off to a really good start, like a, like a 4-0 or 6-0 run to start that second quarter, and have slowly stretched that lead out to double digits here, 42-30 to 30 at the half. Before we go over our halftime stats and also get a chance for our second edition of Dwayne Bonifer's Campus Scene, get a chance to talk to head baseball coach Alan Baturney here with the Scots. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Good. I love getting caught up with what's going on with the baseball program. I had a son that came through the baseball program right. here, thoroughly enjoyed his time here, and I Always enjoyed uh, coming out to the Monmouth College uh, baseball games out here. Had to, had to watch one from the parking lot of the Legion one day, but that's a whole other story we'll uh, say for another time. I mean, you have to do it. It, it, it should be on everyone's bucket list. That's from Monmouth. Uh, it's, quite, it's quite the experience. Let me, let me just say I was asked to uh, go up there during one ball game. So okay. that's a whole other right. story. It is Officials Appreciation Weekend, so let's keep it fair. <laughs> that's good. Right, that's, fine. Fair. that's fine by me. <laughs> I'll tell you that story another time. How's things going with the baseball program? You get started tomorrow. Yeah, uh, really excited. Uh, you know, we've been doing a lot of different different things with the NCA has given us a certain amount of days that we can use and spread them out and stuff like that. So that really worked out well for us last semester. Uh, I'm a little distracted, so. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got you know, a daughter doing yeah, half-time. Yeah, we got a half-time. Out here. Yep, so, uh, no, but, you know, we, yeah, we got a young team, but, man, they love to work. And uh, we're really we're really excited for them. So. Yeah, pitch, uh, of course, you know, baseball always goes down to the game of pitching. How's the pitching going? Yeah, we're young. I mean, I mean, you graduate. I mean, we graduated five five of our six starting pitching. So, really good yeah, staff last uh, year. So yeah, so that's that's going to be kind of rough there. But uh, you know, we got a lot of good young young talent. Uh, you know, and and again, they love to work. They're uh, they're getting better. They're very coachable. Um, they understand there's you know there's going to be some ups and downs. That uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of. My first year here when we had Tyler and Connor McDonald, mm-hmm. and you know we in, um, turned into a pretty darn yeah, good staff. Oh god, they were great. And then Connor Sharp shortly after that, you know they had some bumps, bumps in the roads their first year. So um, you know, not saying that's okay to fail a little bit, you know. But uh, you know we're going to compete. We're pretty deep. Uh, so we're you know we're really we're really excited on, on the pitching side. 
Good. Offensively, how's that looking so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, we graduated a lot of our outfield, you know, so uh, so we got uh, McCovic home in the back. He's pretty much our only returner. We got a couple of transfers that, that are in, so, uh, you know, so it's wide open out there. Uh, our infield, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but it's, it's, they have a chance to be one of the best defensive infields and in, in what I've, I've ever seen. Sure. And that's including wow, you, my you class. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and we had a really good infield my, and, uh, when I was here, too. So, I mean, our left side of the infield uh, will be sophomores. we got a senior at uh, second, and we can platoon at first. And uh, really, whatever we want to do at first. And, and so that's really exciting for us. Well, I know at the, at the Division three level, again, I watched four years of it, and I, I, I'm, a, I'm unabashedly a baseball guy first. Yeah. Um, you know, defensively on the infield could be a little shaky in Division three. That's great yeah. to hear. Yeah, yeah, and that's something that we really pride ourselves on. I'm big on defense. Uh, and, you know, again, it, it's those guys, they love to work. Uh, the sophomores on the left side, uh, you know, Di and Scott, Di from New Mexico and Scott from Texas, and, and they just make each other better. Like, like they're constantly competing. And, uh, you know, with Tyler uh, being a veteran, he's, he's kind of that leader of the infield. And then we got, gosh, we got three, four juniors at first base and with experience. So, um, I mean, it's, they are a lot of fun to coach, I tell you that. <laughs> so, um, like, they challenge me because I have to find some <laughs> new drills for them because we don't want to keep doing the same thing. So, so, yeah, so, I mean, again, with a young staff and great defense, it fits your defense. With, with that stuff, so uh, so we'll see. Um, a lot of fun with the with the young pitching staff. Of course, catching is going to be important. How's that look? How's the backstop look? I honestly think we have the two best catchers in the region. Uh, we got Wellness, that's a junior, only a junior, all region last year. Uh, we got Raul, the senior, but he'll be coming back next year, so he'll he's technically a junior. And I mean, if we can get those two in the lineup at the same time, uh, I mean, Wellness is probably our best outfield and our best closing pitcher and our best catcher. So. If Raul gets served behind the play, we'll, we'll put him at first, DH and stuff. So um, a lot of options, and, and as a coach, as, as you know, that's, that's, that's nice to have. So, I mean, uh, a veteran veteran behind the play. We got some young guys that are going to learn from them. We're bringing in a couple of local guys uh, uh, that we'll be able to learn from those two next year. South Division, what's what South Division look like this year? So we're, no, we're not divisions anymore. Oh, not divisions no. anymore. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're all one conference. Okay, uh, was it last the, year? Uh, this will be the third year. Okay, this all right. Third year. So, at conference, I mean, pretty solid. Uh, it, it's going to be tough now, you know. So, uh, I mean, Beloit, it seems like they have uh, five eight-year seniors. So, they'll, so they'll all be back. And uh, Chicago will, you know, it's, it's their last year. So, I think they're going to try to make a run. And the normal, Ripon, Grinnell, they're all pretty solid. And uh, I think one through nine, man, I, I, I think any anyone can make those that top four. Yeah, I mean, as far as the coaches' poll goes, how do you think you guys will? Uh, I mean, it's a loaded question, but how yeah. do you think you guys will be? Uh, you know, I think we'll compete. Uh, I know the coaches. Uh, I'm, I'm close with all of them, and uh, at our convention, they, uh, you know, they didn't really mention us, and, and so that that kind of stuck with me a little bit. And I, and I brought that back to our to our guys. Chip and, on the shoulder. Hey, that's fine. I, you know, again, those things don't really mean much. It's just it's just where the coaches think you'll think you'll do and. We'll probably be middle of the road, probably bottom, and that's fine by us. And uh, you know, because we'll be up at top, top at the end of the year. I'm a huge bulletin board guy. Oh so yeah, that would really fire me up, I man. Love it. So. <laughs>
All right, Coach, we'll talk to you this spring. We'll get out to uh, we'll get out to Glasgow Field and get some games on the air for these folks because it's baseball, and I'm ready for baseball already. I, I'm ready now. Thanks so, for joining me. Thanks, Doc. Head Coach Alan Maturney with the Monmouth College Fighting Scott Head Coach of the Baseball Program. We'll take a short break, come back, and we'll have our second interview, Dwayne Boniface's campus scene here. It is 42 to 30, Knox City, Monmouth, here at the half. Welcome back to Glenning Gymnasium, inbound here for the second half. 42 to 30, Knox City, the Monmouth College. Fighting Scots, boy, first play out of the time, out of the uh, out of the halftime is a Serena Dacio three-pointer makes it 45 to 30. I'm Sean Temple, alongside Nathan Believer, looking at the uh, stats from the first half from the awesome stats crew here at the college. Uh, we were right; it was a sloppy first half. 30 combined turnovers, 18 by Mama. Yeah, when you look at when you when you dive into it, as far as uh, quarters go. You know, Mama shot 57% in the first quarter. As they do get a runner here from Allie Boy to fall in. But then, second half. Yeah, shot just 21% from the field in the second quarter. Beach gets a block. Looked like a sure layup there by Rocha, but Beach out of nowhere. And now she's going to go try to go coast to coast. Does not. Rebounded by Jones for the putback. Yeah, Boy started uh, the second half here, as we talked about at the end of the first half, uh, Jaden Mitchell with three fouls. She stopped the stats the last 6.06 in the second and then doesn't start the third quarter either with those three fouls. So we'll see when Coach Deku and Coach Cole decide to put her back in the game. Uh, could definitely use her three-point shooting to get back into this one. Missed shot by the Prairie Fire. So the Scouts, a little 4-0 run here to get themselves back to within 11 and a charging call. Going to go against Kenley Stearns. Barrels right into the defender for Knox. And Again, looking at the stats again here from the first half, 25 points off turnovers, which I know we were talking at the beginning of that men's game, but the Scots men just wasn't taking advantage of the turnovers. Knox did there in that first half. Yeah, they really did. Well, it, it helped, too. They got a lot of those turnovers in the backcourt, so it, it gave them one-on-zero or, or two-on-one situations, and now they've come out here in the second half knocking down a pair of threes to kind of break this one open. Dacio with her second triple here in the first minute and a half of the second half. Makes the lead back to 14, 48-44. And the mate basket also allows them to set up into that full-court press. Scott's over the timeline. Back to Stearns. Now they swing it right wing to Jones. Gets a screen from Beach. Drives baseline. Crossover dribble. Jones. Count it. And gets to the free throw line. I have seen, I have done a probably 15 to 20 games of Ashley Jones in high school. And she's got, I've watched her scoop shot. A yeah. thousand times. Yeah. The 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 one difference some of the games this year when she, you know she makes a bunch of those in a row and gets fouled like this and gets to go to the line um, and then you can kind of tell on on some of the teams is that free throw good? Uh, that have done the scouting report because she'll do that scoop shot and the ball gets slapped off the wall. Uh, it's, a, it's a block shot out of bounds. So. The, I mean they they watch tape in high school, but they really watch yeah. tape yeah. at the collegiate level. Oh, nice runner and nice tough shot by Kylie Callahan. Looks like a pretty good defense there by the Scots and forced a tough shot. She gets it to go down, so every, lead at 13. Every player that's seven. played for Monmouth today has scored and pretty balanced throughout. Goodfish gets the layup. Goodness, that was a jumping, almost a no-look pass from Danielle Beach. And a bucket by the Scots, 50-39. to 39. And now a missed shot by the Prairie Fire. Stearns with the rebound. Crosses over, gets over the timeline, cuts off the defender, drives into the lane. Good drop pass to Goodrich for the layup. Single-digit lead now, 50-41. to 41. Goodrich back-to-back bucket. She's approaching uh, double digits again today. 
Stearns had nine early, and they're still at nine. And then you've got Goodrich now with nine, Beach with seven, Jones with six. Pretty balanced scoring for the Fighting Scots. Scots making a little run here. It makes makes uh, sitting Jade Mitchell maybe a little easier here. And a jumper missed. Jones with the rebound. Meanwhile, only five players have scored for all. Jones got her pocket picked there for, and then had to go back and foul Daniels. Jones fouled Daniels, and uh, I don't see Daniels bang the back of her head. I've seen her reach up and yeah, grab the back of her head. Shoulder, much shoulder no. she's grabbing now. Knox has only had five players score, but they've scored 14, 12, 12, 10, and 2. So they got four with uh, in, in double digits, four of their five that have scored. Leading uh, leading scorer in the conference in in, uh, in offense, 74 points a game. They're well on their way to that right now. Daniels' first free throw is good. They are now 13 of 13 from the line. Medina made 10 of those in the first half. And again, like you said, the 67%, that's pretty solid. But but 100% is pretty good. That's <laughs> really good. And she makes her second one now. Daniels, two for two in this. Yeah, on that trip, four for four. Yeah, and that's where that game. turnover hurts. You had a chance to get it down to seven or maybe six. Instead, turn it over in the backcourt, give them an easy uh, opportunity, and they make both free throws, and now you're staring at 11 again. Stearns, guarded by Medina. Now driving baseline is good, Rich. Off the glass and good, and count it. Six straight Monmouth points, all at the rim in you know what I really like about her game, and, and, and Jones and Beach are the same when they're down there. They're not afraid to use the backboard, and that's kind of a lost art in, in these days where, you know, every, everybody wants to, to shoot it Steph Curry style, right, and hit nothing but net and, and, and all of that. But, you know, you, you use the glass, and, and you do it well. It's a skill, and uh, that's exactly what Mammoth has done on these last four buckets inside. And unfortunately, the free throw no good. Mac Irons is a free throw. Daniels almost has her pocket. That's a travel call. Yes. There we go. Oh, no. The referee, call a foul. The referee near oh, was calling a travel, travel call. Yeah. yeah. We finally got on the same page. The, the near referee uh, was moving her arms. It was trying to get the other official's attention, but she had to call first <laughs> and, and didn't get it. Yeah, it was like it was like a couple of turns and then slowly turning like, all right, am I going to get some confirmation here? And it is. It's going to be a turnover. And Coach, uh, Coach McDowell not happy with it, giving the near side official an earful. So the Scots down. Nine. Big, yeah, big spot here. Got it down to oh, single digits second time and turn it over. Dalcio on the run for the Prairie Fire. Throws it up. Oh, boy, that is a bailout call there. Dalcio's going to get a couple of free throws, but, boy, was she bailed out that's, by the – That's the uh, second time in a row. Mama's got it to nine, turned it over, and then committed a foul to get a free throw. It's going to go on Ellie Goodrich. That's just her first. At the free throw line, and it's a little gingerly there. It's going to be Dacio. What do we got here? We have some, maybe some blood. And they're going to, the shooter is Dacio. She's getting some medical attention right now. Yeah. Maybe I'm uh, going to wrap up uh, just below the knee there on the left leg. Maybe a little, little blood on there. No, they're not cleaning anything up on the floor, so no blood on the floor. They're wrapping up. Yeah, wrapping her left knee. Yeah. Just right below us. So she'll go to the free throw line for two. Serena Dacio averages uh, about 15.5 points a ball game, sitting at 12 right now. Get this lead back up to double digits with at least one. That's an interesting free throw. Makes the first one. It's a pretty good free throw shooter, 74%, but she has an odd 
on free throw ritually or she stands towards the back of the circle, gets the ball from the official, steps up to the free throw line, now steps back again, dribbles, and back up to the free throw line, probably about a foot behind. I'm going to say she's not close (laughs) to the free throw line when she's They're never going to get her for stepping over the free throw line, that's for sure. But, you know, whatever works, works. It's working. 74%, that's pretty darn good. Yeah. Let's try to feed the post. Gets away from behind, and it's going to be a foul on Arizmendi. Brianna's first foul in the ball game. 11 point lead, 54 to 43. Scott, I feel like the Scots have played a decent third quarter here, and they've really only cut one point off the deficit. See, it's really big if they can get one here. They inbound it dangerously at the top of the key. Two Stearns. She crosses over, gets in the paint, off the glass, no good. Battling for the rebound. She get that rebound. Her own rebound. Two beats. Three pointer on the way from Hoy is no good. High in the rebound, high in the air again on the rebound. And yeah, Jones, time, Jones and Beach knocked that away from each other. Medina picks up the rebound, misses it. Battle for the rebound, loose out to Dacio. Now Medina will slow things down. Right wing, she'll drive and taken away by Stearns. That's got to be a foul. That's going to be a foul on Medina. That'll be her third. That's maybe something to watch here. But five minutes left in the third quarter, five eighteen. As Rocha has three, and now Medina has three. It'll be Scott's basketball. Down 11. Try to get this thing down to single digits. Try to get this, hopefully try to get it down to six or seven. By the time you get the fourth quarter rolls around, give yourself a chance. I see now Leeds Grinnell, and they've got 14 minutes to play in that men's game. They still haven't hit a three. Over 10, but they now lead 58-57. Surely not talking about Grinnell, are you? No, no, no. Grinnell, <laughs> Grinnell's 10 for 33, but I see is 0 for 10. <laughs> if anybody knows anything about Grinnell, they probably had well, – what, what, you could make a – I think it's gambling now where you can uh, – two threes within the first three minutes. That yeah, would be so, a shoe yeah, yeah. for Grinnell. Yeah. <laughs> Foul is going to go on Medina. That is her fourth with a ton of time left. Still no, uh, no Mitchell. We'll see when – Coach Deku decides to get her back into the ball game. Goodrich, who's had a oil of a quarter here, makes the first free throw. That's her seventh point of the third quarter. Gets the lead back down to 10. And this is it. Beach battling for the rebound with Daniel. Ooh, Daniels was really close to stepping on that pace line. I think. Yeah, now all of a sudden she's two on two, but they'll pull it back out. With the basketball is Kylie Callahan. They swing it left wing. Alvarez now back to the top of the key to Daniels. Tipped away, but regained by Knox. Crossover dribble by Callahan. Missed the shot, gets her own rebound, kicks it back out to Daniels with six on the shot clock. Daniels fouled on her way to the rim. Boy, she does a good job of drawing contact. She was a little out of control. Stearns was just kind of standing there. She just kind of leaned into her and got the shot. Immediate timeout here with 4.36 to go. The lead is 10 for Knox, 54 to 44. We'll be back in one minute on AM 1330, FM 95.7 WRAM. Both teams back on the floor following the under five media timeout here in the third quarter. 436 on the game clock. At the free throw line will be Nia Daniels. Two shots for Nia. Had a great first half for the Prairie Fire. 12 points. That was a half point over her season average all in 
And actually, let me rephrase that. All came in the first quarter. Yeah. <laughs> first free throws missed by Daniels. That's her first yeah. free throw missed of the ball game. She was 4-4. Four four. You're right. We were mentioning during the break, uh, Western Illinois and Moorhead were playing for first place today. Both were 6-1 and one in conference, and Moorhead wins by 14. So it's been a really good year for Western moving to the Ohio Valley, but now they're they're in second. I see the, the Western women got a win today over yeah. Moorhead. I don't know where they're sitting on the standings, but I know the, the men's game was for first place. Yep. Baseline is Goodrich. Back out to the wing to Stearns. Now they feed the post. And looking right idea by uh, by uh, Daniel Beach, but picked off by the Prairie Fire. Free throw line extended jumper is no good by Callahan. Rebound by Ashley Jones. Scotts can still get this thing in the single digits with a bucket. All the way to the rim. Kelly Stearns misses his shot. Battles for the rebound. Goes out of bounds. Good tip. And stolen away by Hoy. Shot up. No good. Tipped out to the Prairie Fire. Boy, excellent chance for that's the Scots That's what Stearns did the whole first uh, first quarter. She just got those layups to go. And Daniels gets loose on the baseline for a reverse layup. That's her first field goal since the first quarter. Sitting at 16 points for the game. Driving the basket and fouled is Danielle Beach. Or is that good? No, that's Beach. Daniels will pick up the foul. That's her third. With 3.30 go here, 3.33 to go here in the third quarter, Daniels picked up her third yeah. foul. But Dina's got four. That's, that's a couple of your leading scorers there. You mentioned the Western women. They're four and four in conference now. They are still one game behind Moorhead. So that's a nice win for them to beat. Yeah. beat a Moorhead team that was five and two on the women's side. Another, another 38 for uh, Caitlin Clark today. Shocker. For Iowa. <laughs> Shocker. First great, I'll tell you, it was great to see uh, her head coach, Lisa Bluter, here for the Grinnell yeah. game, watching her son play. Uh, I think she took a photo with just about every single person on campus. I so she was very cordial about it. Too. She was sitting, good to hear. was sitting with her husband right behind the, the scorer's table. Students came up to her at all points of the game, took pictures. She took a team photo with our women's basketball team, took a bunch of them after the game trying to get out of here. I know with the patent block and took a picture down there with, with them and had a, had a bunch downtown. So uh, her husband said something to Coach Haynes, and he's like, oh, yep, this this just this is life. <laughs> so, <laughs> I was going to say, another night in the gym, and this is what happens. That travel holding is going to foul on. Uh, is going down hard. She hit her head. I don't think she did. Sarah no, she's goes down hard. Her and Olivia Dingus who battled a little bit there in the first half against one another. It's going to be a foul on Dingus. Yeah, and I, I think it looked like Finley just kind of lost her footing there, or maybe it came down on. Dingus's foot. That's what so. I, I. That's what I thought it was. I thought she landed on uh, on Olivia's foot and then and then went down. So a free throw line will be Finley. Yeah, that's. Uh, I had a high school game that night, so I get home from the high school game and I'm. <laughs> We're posting pictures all over the place. Like, yeah. <laughs> of all nights to have a game, I'd love to have been here and, and got a chance to chat with. Uh, well, Co- Coach Haynes said that uh, the, the two of them were in uh, some graduate school classes together oh, no kidding. Up, uh, back in the day up at uh, up at Augustana. Oh, he wow. was you know taking some classes um, while he was you know getting getting his his degree from here. Um, you know, in his early days of coaching, yeah, he's like, yeah, we're we're in the same age range. <laughs> young, yeah, young. <laughs> Stirs for three. This is a shot, but there's Jones for the cleanup. Jones with seven points in the quarter, eight for the ball game. Back to an eleven point lead, fifty-eight to forty-seven. Left wing is Callahan. And driving misses a shot. Jones with the rebound. Jones got quite a few rebounds. Let's uh 
Well, she had the first half, but she's uh, pulled down some boards here in the third quarter. Sure. Uh, what do they have in the first half for Jones? Uh, just three rebounds, but she's, I think she's got at least three. Yeah, travel call in the lane by Dingus. Took a few too many steps. Uh, yes, I would much rather hang out with uh, Coach Bluter than I would the, uh, the LSU coach, for sure. <laughs> we had her at a, at a Peoria Chiefs game. Her son oh, played no shortstop for us. He was a first-round first round Cardinals pick. Okay, did not um, know that. Out of, out of LSU, where he won a national title, Kramer Robertson, who, who made it up to the majors uh, with the Cardinals. And... Uh, um, yeah, she came to a couple games. That's where she still coached Baylor. She sat in the stands wearing all of her Baylor gear. Uh, her and, and Kramer's grandparents were there, and uh, I think his sister might have been with them as well. She Again, she was great, took pictures with everybody, uh, did some interviews with, with our, our local media. I don't remember if it was Jim Matson or Lee Hall or um, Kurt Pegler. One of the one of them were, was down there talking to her, and um, there's a, a layup made. But Kramer hadn't homered in the first game she came to watch him play at home. Uh, he hit two homers in the first game. So it was like, all right, well, how do we get mom here all the time, right? <laughs> exactly. What's it going to take to get, uh, get mom here for every ball game? Yeah, yeah. She, Coach Wolke, she was great with us, though. It was, it was fantastic. Shot in the corner. In and out. So good. Would have been a big three ball there for Beach. Instead, on the run out comes Dossio. Leads back up to 13, 60 to 47. Got a good end of the third quarter. Here. Got a minute and a half left to go. The basketball, now they swing around to the left wing to Leah Schoonover. Top of the key, Dalcio drives. Dalcio goes down, looks up, and kind of pushes Dingus. But <laughs> she got up, and Dingus was like, you tripped over me. Driving, shot is good. Right, oh, that's a heartbreaker, too. You play good defense for 28 seconds, and then uh, they, they get that to go right at the shot clock buzzer. And Jaden Mitchell ah, the three. Good to see Mitchell back in the ball game here. Quick release, quick shot, knocks him down, and closing in on top 15 and career three pointers made. And what is uh, what is she? She oh, she's a senior. Okay. Yep, fifth year, fifth year senior. Yep, she started at Eureka. This oh, is that's her right. third that's year right. here. Yep, 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 yep. That's right. That's right. 37 seconds left, third quarter. Shot clock down to 10. About a 23 second differential between the two. Lobbing it in and nearly turning it over. Yeah, just on the baseline. It will be Scott's basketball. Chance to get this down to 10. I, I really wanted them, we said early in the third quarter, if we get it down to six or seven would be ideal. But at this point, if you could get it down to 10 or nine, maybe with a three ball with Mitchell on the floor now, maybe get a three ball out of this deal. Shot clock is off, so if the Scots decide to play for one, they most certainly can. Over the timeline is Stearns. Back to Dingus. Now right wing is Jones. They feed the post. Driving is Goodrich. She's yeah. going to be fouled. Go the line. She gets the free throw. Goodrich is two of five from the free throw line. Mammoth has shot six free throws this quarter, but only made three. Knoxes six out of eight. They finally, as you mentioned, got their first miss of the night. Uh, now 18 out of 20. Scots are 10 out of 19. So they've had, on this attempt, they've had the same amount of attempts now. But Knox has made eight more free throws in the same amount of attempts. If you're, if you're even with them at the free throw line, this is a four-point game. Odd night for uh, Goodrich's free throw line. She's a 69% free throw shooter, 36 out of 52. And misses two out of the second one. Two out of six. That, yeah. For Goodrich. So now Knox 
can get the final shot here with four seconds. Down to two. Shot is up. No good. Rebound tip. Oh, that would have counted. I'll tell you that. What an athletic play that was underneath. The right Arocha, one-handed, just kind of off balance, almost tipped it back in. 62-50, end of the third quarter. We'll be back in one minute with the fourth. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium. 62-15, 10 minutes up on the clock. Fourth quarter getting ready to get underway. Scott's trailed by 12 at the end of the first half, 42 to 30, and now uh, have maintained that 20 or 12 point disadvantage here. Both both teams good quarters, both teams 20 points in the quarter. Yeah, that was a, a very good quarter in, in a couple different times where Mammoth had it at nine and a chance to trim it down to seven or possibly even six, uh, but turned it over. Here's Mitchell for three in the corner. And both of those times, not only did Mama turn it over, but then immediately fouled, and they were able to get it right back to double digits. And there's Goodrich downside. She's got 14. Good take there by Goodrich off the miss by Jaden Mitchell. But I'd like to see what happens if Mama can cut it to six. And, and then, you know, what does Knox do? They've, had, they've been playing with a comfortable lead now for uh, pretty much two full quarters. And if, if it gets down to a spot where Mama's got the ball, you know, down six or down five, what happens there? Hopefully we'll get to see that scenario play out <laughs> here over the next uh, nine and a half, over the next nine and a half minutes. Definitely hoping that uh, we can at least see that, see what would happen. Scheidenhelm, Delaney Scheidenhelm with a foul on the drive by the way. Man, they missed the free throw. Wow. That's, I think, I don't know if it's three in a row. I know Nia Daniels missed a pair of free throws there in the third quarter, but I don't know if they made any free throws after that. Just, uh, Trying to think back, but yeah, Sarah Finley made ball. Sarah Finley made two when she tripped over uh, Olivia Dingus over here in the corner. Remember, she fell down and landed landed awkwardly and got up and made two free throws. So Rocha misses a pair yeah. there, so the Scots can get it down to single digits with the bucket. Every time they've missed today, they've also missed the second. Nice drive and scoop and score by Ella Goodrich. He's got four points here in this fourth quarter. It's down to eight. We might get our wish here a little earlier than we thought, maybe with nine minutes to go. And down eight, see if the Scots can get a stop. Good entry pass, and Daniels goes down. They're going to say, yeah, she just went down. And Ella Goodrich tried to help up Daniels, and Daniels didn't want anything to do with it. So, Ella says, get up on your own then. <laughs> That's right. 2.54 <laughs> with 8.53 to go. And the Scouts can cut into this lead a little more. They've handled this pressure much better here in the third quarter. They had some issues there in the second quarter. Of course, they had uh, some different personnel on the floor, too, due to some foul issues. But there's Jones. Oh, nice Matt block. Summit gets her own rebound and misses the awkward shot rebound by LaRocha. That's three blocks for, for Daniels today. Very athletic. What, yeah. what do they list Daniels at? Five, uh, five, eight. Poor Daniels. She's, like, she's a little bigger than that, taller. But she's got. She's a stretch five eight. She's got some long arms. Yep. And some long legs too. In the lane, shot no good. Gets her own rebound and misses the putback by Kylie Callahan. Good, strong rebound by Goodrich. Jones now with ten rebounds. Goodrich has nine. Long two by Scheidenhelm is no good. Battle That's for the shot. rebound. Sean, that's a shot we talked about in the men's game where you don't really want to take that long two where your feet are on the line. You either take a, a dribble and a step back to take a three-pointer or move in and take a, a 10 to a 15-footer. And on top of that, Jaden Mitchell now picks up her fourth foul and has to go to the bench uh, trying to secure that rebound. So four on Mitchell. Nobody else on Monmouth has 
more than two. They've got two players with four in uh, Medina and R.S. Mindy. Shot by Dacios, miss. Yeah, I've heard that uh, long two called the worst shot of basketball, and I, I'm thinking to myself, I've seen a lot more shots than basketball. <laughs> <laughs> seen a lot more than that. <laughs> we got a timeout taken, a uh, officials timeout. Yeah, What's Coach Deku wants to know. Hey, they had a. Okay, so they're gonna. This is gonna be the media timeout. Oh, media. Yep. Oh, well, well, they called a thirty, but it's the first timeout of the quarter, so that makes it the media timeout. Oh, okay. So it'll be a sixty, but they only get charged to thirty. So take a full. That makes sense. That, that I had no idea how that worked, but now we know. All right, we'll take a thirty-second break and come back. We're kind of into the timeout a little bit too far here. Sixty-two to fifty-four with seven forty-seven left. We'll be back in thirty. Playing is good. Kelly Stearns hits a triple. Her Need first three ball of the game. Needed that one. It's it down to seven. Scott's chipping away, chipping away. Still plenty of time. Over seven minutes left here. Seven ten to be exact. Old Medina gives it up in the corner. Long three or long two. Another another <laughs> bad shot, apparently. As Mariah Roach's long two from the corner, but points on the board. Four. See, and the Scots will turn it over at midcourt. Having some Having a little bit more problems with the pressure here in the second quarter. Or, excuse me, fourth quarter. Similar to the second quarter. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure is. Uh, Stern's now into double digits. She's got 12. Goodrich has 16. Beach and Jones knocking on the door of double digits with eight each, and there's a foul going to send them back to the line. Medina, who, oddly enough, after a after several trips to the free throw line, one, two, three, four, five, six, Ten trips to the Tuesday line in the yeah, didn't, first half. Hasn't gone there in the second half. First trip here in the uh, fourth quarter. If Jones can get another bucket or, or two free throws, she'll be hit a double-double. And there, there you jinx Medina missing the free throw. <laughs> uh, Jones has had uh, had double-digit rebounds once before. So looking to secure a double-double. Goodrich needs one rebound for a double-double. And second free throw is good. So splitting a pair is Medina. Lead is back to double digits, 67-57. We get a little run here from the Scott. Checking out of the game will be uh, Delaney Scheidenhelm. So on the floor, and also Jones off the floor, on the floor for the Scots, Danielle Beach, also Avery Rangel. It's the first time we've seen Rangel in the second half, maybe, maybe some third quarter run. Yeah, early part of the third, maybe. That's... Also, and the Scots turn it over. Here comes Medina. She'll back it back out with no numbers. Somehow ends up right back in her hands, but she throws it away. A little bit of a hurry there. So it will be Scott's basketball trying to get it again down to single digits. Need a good with six twenty eight to go. Need a good two three minute run. Wrangle hit a big three in that uh, that first half and see if they can get her open for another opportunity here. A little bit of a different pressure here by Knox. Kind of sitting back a little bit, just slowing the pace down. Really is. All they're doing now, it's not really that, that press they had earlier where they try to turn you over. That pass was low. It hit the bottom of the net trying to get to Goodrich, and fortunately for the Scots, it knocked off Daniels and went out of bounds. It bounced a couple times inbound, and, and nobody really moved, thinking it was going to go out of bounds. The officials had to kind of wait till it got out of bounds before they blew the whistle. If somebody would have been heads up, they could have just reached down and grabbed it. Hoy will inbound for the Scots to get to the top of the key to Goodrich. That swing is Rangel. Started by Daniels. They get it to Beach. She spins in the lane, drops it off to Goodridge. She's going to be fouled. Held. 
by what I think is going to be Kylie Callahan. That will be her third. No, Rocha is going to pick up number four. So Rocha with four, also Medina with four. Daniels has been kind of stuck on three for a while. For the Prairie Fire, for the Scots, they've got Scheidenhelm with three, Jade Mitchell with four, and that's, I think, all the double-digit fouls for the Scots. Long shot missed. Oh, they call that on Goodrich. Goodrich battling for the rebound. Goodrich had a career-high 11 rebounds against Eureka this year, but only had seven points in that game. Twice, she's or actually three times, she's had nine rebounds in the last three weeks and a chance at a double-double and hasn't done it. And she's sitting on nine right now and already there in points, so looking for her first career double-double if she can get one more board. Nice bounce pass, a little back cut by the Prairie Fire, but missing the layup. Good pass there from Beach. I think it was to Dossier yeah. cutting baseline there. Beach played good defense there, got her hands in there, knocked that ball away to Wrangle, and now the Scots have an opportunity back to single digits. Just missing, but the Scots hit the rebound. Yeah, Wrangle was in there among the trees to get that board. Pulls it out of there somehow. Two beats at the post. She faces her defender. Now spins back around. In the paint, turn around, off the glass, no good. Couple good looks. Very fire basketball. Daniels gets loose down court. It's the layup. Timeout. I think we've got an injured yeah, uh, Knox player. At least the referee wanted to see. She said, no, 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 I'm okay. It was Callahan, was Callahan at, 31. Yeah, 31, that's who he was talking to. She is limping a little bit, but said she was okay. He just right. wanted to double check with her. You're at your own risk now. We've that's checked right. on you. That's right. Um, turnover a little way. A little mis, uh, miscommunication between Beach and Goodrich. Or, uh, uh, yeah, Goodrich. And we got a timeout. Now this will be the media timeout, I guess, from what I'm hearing. Right? That's what they said. All right, we got a full timeout. Okay. okay. All right, 69-57, 12-point lead for Knox. We'll be back in one minute. Back here at Glenny Gymnasium is well, under the five-minute marker of the, the fourth the quarter. The stream people got to hear you say that twice. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> right, right. They're probably like, they, they couldn't hear Caden counting it down. So. Hoping it, <laughs> yeah. maybe thinking it was skipping or something. <laughs> I just turned it back up when you started. When you started, so <laughs> that's a uh, for you people that remember, you know, records yes, or CDs yes, that yeah. might skip a little bit occasionally. You people under the age of 40. Anyway, you have no idea what we're talking oh, about. Oh, there's an illegal soul. They're going to say no, no, that's, that's on Monmouth. Yeah. Okay. Stearns, Stearns turned around and ran her over trying to trying to get through the screen. And the, he called it a, the referee called an offensive foul and walked the other way. I think he doesn't know who has the ball. Yeah, they're going to try to straighten things out here. The Scots are. The foul was definitely on Monmouth. He just shouldn't have, he shouldn't have called it. Nice to leave up. Right. Yeah, he. And it's going to be it's going to be free throws too because we're in the bonus. Uh, he shouldn't have used the motion for the charge because the way she ran through him, you would have thought it was a charge, but we were on defense. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I was. That's what confused me. I seen him stick the thing out, which I thought was an offensive foul. But they're at the line now, though, for the next 4:47, and the way they've shot free throws today, that's uh, not a good thing for Monmouth. Right. First free throw is good by Araya Rocha. Swim team won both of their uh, nice. their duels today. Beat Illinois College on the men and women's side, so that's a great thing. Nice. Both free throws good. Arocha, I got. Uh, we were talking about our uh, uh, track team there yep. during that men's game, and and uh, Delaney Rexroth, who's been the board engineer for me yep. many different times. Um, her mom said, "Hey, thanks for talking about because uh, uh, Coach Haynes and I 
the director of athletics, Haynes, and I was talking about the track team, and we brought up Delaney, and her mom sent me a text message and said she got third today, I think, in the pole ball. Maybe. Big three ball by Kelly Stern for the second of the quarter. I can tell you I didn't look that far down, but, yep, Delaney got third and set a new PR, 2.85 meters. That's what her mom says. Yeah. So she was very happy and thought she'd let me know yeah. that. Delaney's well, that's great. Well, oh, she's so nice. Every time she walks by in the in the gym or anywhere on campus, as Knox gets a layup at that end, she always says hi. Always a smiling. That she's been in my ear during these broadcasts many times through the year. <laughs> so she works in Trotter for Coach Woodard. So we, we see her just about every day in here. And in the summer, she's in there working too. So Starting trying to hit. I tried to get her to come work for me and do some PA, um, but she was uh, she'd rather sit behind the desk and work in Trotter, <laughs> I do believe, than do some PA in front of everybody. So. And another backdoor layup. By Nia Dan or by the Prairie Fire this time by Daniels. Last time it was uh, uh, Dacio or, or Rocha, one of the two there. But the leads back up to 15 now. It's danger time with three and a half minutes to go. Big time danger for the Scouts. Yeah, we went second and third in the women's pole vault, first and second in women's weight throw, and first and fourth in women's shot put. So you're still doing some running events there. Kick and tail again. Now Jones called for a charge there. Yeah, men, we went first and second in both the weight throw and the shot foot, and fourth place in the triple jump for Tayshawn Ruffin. So Caleb Soberman, Shane Anderson, Maddie Bowley all had really good days, and be writing about them uh, after this one finishes up, and then the swim meet winning on both. So, well, Ashley Jones, and she kind of yeah. way of the four. She kind of waved off the official a little bit, and the other official gave her a good stare down. One more motion by Ashley yeah. Jones, and she might have got one there. Daniels gets in the lane. No good. Tries to regather herself inbounds. Loose on the floor. Timeout taken by head coach Seth McDowell just before. Maybe a tie up there. So it will be a full timeout. 75 to 60 with 2.53 left. We'll take a 30 second break and come back here at Glenny Gymnasium. Scott's got some work to do with three minutes to go. Back here at Glenny Gymnasium. It's the horn for first horn for the team's taking the floor following the. Timeout taken by Knox. 75 to 60, 15 point lead for the Prairie Fire. And they've been pretty consistent. They had 20 points in the first quarter, 22 points in the second, another 20 in the third. And now seven points away from it, the 20 mark again here in the fourth quarter. Pretty consistent scoring for the basically the highest scoring team in the conference on the women's side. Yeah, they've uh, they've done it all throughout too. You know, they hit a couple threes to start that third quarter. Uh, they've obviously got it done at the free throw line today and have also uh, been able to to do a lot of damage at the rim and on the fast break. I haven't seen, I haven't looked at the ten fast points in the first half from yeah from on fast break and, points. And, I remember seeing that. And I think it's been uh, extended on that. Let's see what we got here. Yeah, fast break points is fourteen to zero. Uh, points off turnovers is thirty-seven to eleven. So that's a, a big spot right there. Uh, the, uh, points in the paint are even, thirty-six apiece. Mama's done a good job. Goodrich Beach. Now uh, there's a turnover. Goodrich Beach and, and Jones are getting to the rim. That was, oh, that was tipped. All right, they'll switch it. Mama thought it was a turnover. We were all heading to the court. <laughs> I thought it was a turnover myself, actually. And there's a lot of people right now kind of looking at themselves. But uh, as a Scots, as a Scots, any Scots fan, as I say all the time, I say any call of my favor is a fantastically great call. That's right. So, nice drive to the rim by Stern. She's going to be fouled to get to the free throw line, try to get some points on the board with the clock stopped, and they need a bunch of them. Need some defensive stops, and they're going to need Knox to miss some free throws, too. 
Stearns at the line for the second time tonight. Completed a three-point play back in the first quarter. That's the second, the first free throw here. Good fourth quarter for Stearns. That's your seventh point. Got a couple three balls in there. And gets the second one to go. So eight points in the fourth quarter. Had nine points in the first. So, boy, she's bookended this game pretty well. 17 points total for Stearns. Down to 13 points now. Behind the back dribble in the lane by Kinley, Kaylee Callahan. And it's driving the lane and blocked by, I think, Jones might have got a piece of that. Stearns is for I was 11. She did that twice early in the season. So the last time she scored double digits was against Eureka the week of Thanksgiving. And she had uh, Stearns at nine in the first quarter. Yeah, so she, she had 11 had against Greenville, 11 against Eureka. Her high in conference play, six against Illinois College and Lake Forest. So. The good thing is it's good to see her on the floor healthy. It's the big thing. Shot is wide right, and the Scots get the rebound. Mitchell in the paint. Travel travel call. Just a force pitched out to the corner of the beach. Couple of feet just in one too many. One more note on that point, Towie, too, for, uh, for Stern. She's at 17, and, and Goodrich is at 16, so I'm playing for her, too. The highest by any Scots player this year is 18 from Mitchell, uh, which she has done – uh, two different times, Kirsten Cox, who is out with the concussion, also had an 18-point game. But that's the high for any Monmouth player. I uh, got this year. See some some games last year of Kirsten Cox. She would definitely help this ball club. Beach is fouled on her she's way to been, the rim. She's been out since uh, the, the right after Christmas and got a concussion in practice and, and is uh, is dressed is over there on the uh, you know is dressed and been on the bench, but has not been uh, not been cleared to play with all the, uh, the the different protocols you have to go through to, to get back. We, we've seen it a couple different times on the, the men's side uh, with that as well, with, with a couple different players. McNally came back today, which was great to see as Daniel Beach makes the free throw. Uh, but earlier this year, we, we had the same thing and have had a couple players out there. And, um, you know, you, you, a lot of times you think a concussion just as a, as a football injury, but that's not the case at all. Must be a little bit more careful at the D3 level than they are maybe at some other level. Yeah, yeah that, that, they seem to come back a lot quicker the higher the level of college you go. Both free throws good by Beach. Uh, Dacio hit a three-pointer on the last trip down the floor for the Prairie Fire and nearly throwing it away. It's 14-point lead, 78-64 with a minute 12 left. Back cut leads to a layup by Dacio. They've gotten a lot of those here in the fourth quarter. Just uh, kind of lull you to sleep and then just uh, break somebody back door down the down the baseline. Coach McDowell. Uh, I have some information. I saw that. Three ball for Stern. So now he's in 20, and that's the first 20-point game of the season for a Mama player. And again, nine in the first period. Now 11 in the fourth. Driving. Shot blocked. Jones blocks. Callahan's shot. With 37 seconds to go and thrown behind Jaden Mitchell. Jones tried to get Mitchell down that sideline. And into the game for Knox is Brianna Arismendi. Uh, yeah, shot clock still on with 30, 34.6 up on the clock. So about a five-second differential. Scott's down by 13, not in any uh, desire to foul here, so they'll Sure, Knox will take as much time as they can off this clock. Probably get a shot up or just take the shot clock violation. Nope. 
to the rim and scoring is Primadina. He's got to bulk up that conference scoring here. Ahead to Goodrich. And no call there. That's might a, have been a call that's, in a that's, close Yeah, I was going to say, that's a foul in the second quarter. <laughs> um, Goodrich says, I wouldn't have taken some free throws out of that deal. Instead, it's a foul on Beach going for the rebound, and Knox can finish this one off at the line. 4.9 seconds. It's 82-67, 15-point game with 82 points. That will be just right at Knox's overall season average in conference play. One of the average in conference play, I think it was uh, 74.2. So, yeah, say right around 75. Here's the uh, unique free throw motion and set up again. And it's, it's uh, tell you what, it works. Yeah. Three for three from the line for Dacio. And again, this is a 74% free throw here. Not a ton of attempts. It's 34 total on the season. Makes them both. Continue Never seen it like that, but you know what? It absolutely works for her. And she's over 70%, as you mentioned, and, and that'll wrap this one up. Jones will dribble it out, and that's it. 84 to 67. Mama's College Fighting Scots fall to the Knox College Prairie Fire by 17. The game was 20-20 at the end of the first quarter. And Knox stretched it out to 42-30 to 30 at the end of the uh, second quarter. The halftime breaks remained 12 points at the end of the third quarter, 62-50, to 50, and then stretched it out a little bit here in the fourth quarter. We'll take a short break. We'll uh, take a look at some stats and uh, recap our doubleheader of basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network in three minutes. Welcome back to Glenny Gymnasium as we put a capper on our doubleheader today. Your second game, Knox over Monmouth, 84-67. to 67. 17-point win for the Prairie Fire as they move to 14-5 and five overall. And more importantly, in uh, conference play, they move to 6-4. and four. Looking at some scores from around the uh, the conference here. I know we've got a final in from Rippon and Cornell. Rippon 61-46 to 46 over Cornell. So Rippon remains undefeated in the women's side of the Midwest Conference at 10-0. Cornell, with their uh, loss, drops to 6-4, and four, tied with Mom, or with uh, Knox College. And now looks like uh, Lake Forest is going to defeat Lawrence. So Lawrence will drop to six and five, or uh, yeah, Lawrence will drop to six and five, and Lake Forest will improve to three and eight. That's an upset right there with uh, 24 seconds left and an eight-point lead. It looks like Lake Forest is going to hang on for the win over Lawrence University. So big win here for the Knox College Prairie Fire. Grinnell and Illinois College play at uh, at uh, five o'clock tonight, so they're just tipping off their women's game. In that one. So, looking at the standings right now on the Midwest Conference women's side, 10 and 0 ripping in first place. Tied for second is Cornell and Knox College at 6 and 4. Actually, tied with Grinnell before their game against uh, Illinois College. Uh, and Illinois College actually at 5 and 5, too. So, a win by Illinois College really, really creates a log jam in the uh, in the conference. Uh, Beloit with an, with an off day, 5 and 6. You could have maybe. One, maybe one, one and a half games separating second place all the way down to seventh place by the time the day is over here on the women's side. A little bit uh, clearer on the men's side um, at uh, Illinois College and Grinnell. Uh, the game's still going on for for, uh, for that one. Knox is at five. Uh, uh, Monmouth College at six and five with a big win over Knox in our first game of the doubleheader by a score of 71 to 70. The Scots trailed by seven. At the halftime break, 34 to 27, and a 47-point second half for the Scots gets them the win 
to move ahead of Knox in the standings and then back into that uh, top four. Top four teams will move on to the conference tournament at the end of the season. So very interesting day here across the Midwest Conference from, from Glenny Gymnasium. And uh, we'll go over the scoring here for the Monmouth College women. Uh, let's see. 11, 20 points for Kinley Sterns to lead the Scots in the scoring column there. Eight points for Ashley Jones. Five points for Jaden Mitchell. Saddled with foul trouble most of the ball game. Two points for Ali Hoy. Uh, eight points for Danielle Beach. Three for Avery Rangel. Two points for Delaney Scheidenhelm. Two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen points for Ella Goodrich. Nice game for Ella Goodrich. That's uh, uh, way over her season average of three. So nice ball game for Goodrich and Kinley Stearns, who her 20 points is 16 points over her season average, just coming back from injury. And then a single point for Olivia Dingus. Looking at the uh, Knox side of the ledger, six points for Lariah Rocha, two points for Saxon Alvarez. Uh, big day for Serena Dacio. Uh, that's, uh, let's see. Oh, here we go right there. Thank you, Bernard. There's the uh, points. We can go right down the points now for Knox. 23 points for Serena Dacio. 20 points for Nia Daniels. A couple players in, with 20 points for the Prairie Fire. 17 points for Bria Medina. She's a leading scorer in the conference at 18 points a game, so a little bit under her average. Six points for Lariah Rocha. Uh, Ten points, also in double figures, for the Prairie Fire. It's Kylie Callahan. Four points for Sarah Finley, two points apiece for Saxon Alvarez and uh, Leah Schoonover. Looking at the uh, turnovers for Monmouth College, 29 turnovers. That's a tremendous amount of turnovers. And still 18 for Knox as well. Knox averages 16.5 turnovers, so that's over their season average with, uh, with, with 18. So points off turnovers, 42 points for Knox off those 29 turnovers for the Fighting Scots and uh, also 14 nothing in fast break points, as you heard. Uh, my broadcast partner, Nathan Believer, talk about the fast break points there. None for the Scots, which the Scots don't get out and run a whole lot, but uh, no points in uh, fast break and transition for uh, Monmouth, who is still looking for their first win in Midwest Conference play. 0-11 now, 2-18 and overall in Michelle Deku's first season with the Scots. So she'll get things straightened around. Just takes a little time to get her, her program instilled and get – Gets her players into the program and mixed with the uh, good players that are still on the on the Scouts roster. That's going to do it from Glenny Gymnasium, our doubleheader of college basketball here on the Prairie Communication Sports Network. One more time, it was Monmouth men over the Knox men, seventy-one to seventy. Split on the day as the Knox women get an eighty-four to sixty-seven win over the Scots. I'm Sean Temple for Nathan Believo, a broadcast partner today, your voice of the Fighting Scots here on the webcast here. And also Caden Rogers, long day for Caden, uh, board hopping today, engineering today's both, both ball games. That's going to do it. Folks, thanks for tuning in to College Basketball here on the Prairie Communications Sports Network. Have a great rest of your weekend. we got a full slate of high school basketball next week. Tune into the sports reports all throughout the week, and we'll tell you who's playing that night on the PCSN. Have a great rest of your weekend.